grab a blanket and snuggle up, for we are about to begin story time with the herd. Welcome to Storytime with the Herd. I'm your host, Magus. In this episode of Storytime with the Herd, we will be taking a look into the history and story of Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days. I know a lot of you have been waiting a very long time for me to post this episode. And you have been waiting patiently, and I apologize for it taking so long. But in my defense, it took us 15 weeks to beat the game. That game is really long, and you have to read like 90% of every cutscene that you get. It's insane. The story was great, but I am so ready to move on. So let's get into it, guys. Let's start the history of Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days. The game was released on the Nintendo DS in Japan May 30th, 2009, and then later worldwide September 29th. While this game is only playable on the Nintendo DS, the game Kingdom Hearts 1.5 Remix does feature a cinematic remake of 358 over two days. So you can get the story without having to buy the game on a whole new other console. <laughs> Unless you're like me and you already own all the KH games and handheld consoles. I don't have a problem, you do. <laughs> now, because this game was made quite some time ago, and it was never redone like the others, it made it a little difficult to find fun facts about it. But lo and behold, I did find a couple of good ones, with some digging. For instance, did you know that Pinocchio's world was originally set to appear in 358 over two days? It was supposed to be called Prankster's Paradise. But it was eventually removed due to space restrictions. Tetsu Nomura explained the plot for the world, though. Set in a circus and playing off the story of Pinocchio, a puppet with a heart, and the nobodies who possess no heart, we planned for a sad episode with Roxas and Shion looking for hope for themselves. The world would have included Pinocchio as a human and Geppetto, as well as the villains Honest John and Gideon from the original film. I really wish that they could have put this in because I believe it would have added more to the story, though it would have made it longer. Anyways, this next fun fact is a little sad, but I felt as if I had to put it in, and you'll hear why. Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days was dedicated to Wayne Allwine, the longtime English voice actor of Mickey Mouse. He died on May 18th, 2009, 12 days before the game's release in Japan of diabetic complications. This was the final game to feature his performance as Mickey, though his performance was archived and reused in remastered ports of older games released after his death. 
and starting with Kingdom Hearts, Birth by Sleep, Brett Irwin, Allwine's successor, voiced Mickey. You will be missed, Wayne Allwine. Now, with uh, all of that, I don't have anything else, guys. Uh, that was about all I could find. But that's okay, because you know what? Let's get into the story of Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days. It had been 255 days since Roxas had joined Organization 13. At the clock tower in Twilight Town, Roxas recalled his daily life in the organization during a playful conversation with his best friend, Axel. The evening should have been just like any other for them, but Xion, number 14 in the organization, whom Roxas had met seven days after he joined, never showed up. Seven days after Roxas awoke in Twilight Town with no memory and was greeted by a member of Organization 13, he began to go on missions to collect hearts as the only person in the organization who could wield a keyblade. Roxas and the person showing him the ropes, Axel, gradually developed a friendship and started eating ice cream together at the clock tower after missions. When Axel eventually headed to Castle Oblivion for a mission, Roxas started to have more and more opportunities to go on missions with Xion, the organization's number 14, in his friend's absence. Roxas didn't know how to interact with the Tacturn Xion, but one day, Xion was found to be able to wield a Keyblade just like Roxas, and the two immediately opened up to each other. They promised each other that when Axel came back, the three of them would have ice cream together. However, the next day Roxas heard the news that the organization members who had gone to Castle Oblivion had been annihilated. After returning from recuperation, Roxas was unenthusiastically carrying out his missions when he reunited with Axel, who was believed to have been annihilated in Castle Oblivion, in Twilight Town. Roxas was overjoyed to see Axel safe and sound, but now Xion had vanished. Xion was found after a search, but for some reason, she could no longer use a Keyblade. She said if she couldn't use a Keyblade, she couldn't collect hearts, and that was useless to Organization 13. This put her in low spirits, but at Axel's suggestion, she managed to complete her missions by always accompanying Roxas. Roxas's support proved effective. Xion soon could use a Keyblade again, and before they knew it, it had become a new daily routine for Roxas, Xion, and Axel to have ice cream and talk together at the clock tower after missions. During their conversations, Roxas and Xion were surprised to learn that the members of Organization 13 had memories from when they were human. The two had no memories from before they were nobodies, and this made them ponder what kind of humans they had been. One day, Xion, who was getting back into the swing of things, was defeated by a fake organization member who had been the target of her mission. 
Riku. He told her that her Keyblade was a fake, and she started to spend a lot of time brooding in her room, feeling inferior to Roxas. And after she failed a mission again, she didn't wake up. Although Xion had woken up from her 20-day coma, she collapsed again in the middle of a mission. Memories of Sora's adventures went through her mind, one after another. After Roxas and Axel visited her, she regained peace of mind for a time, but inexplicably dreams began to trouble her every day. She pondered whether the dreams might be related to her life or she became a nobody. She investigated on her own and obtained information about Castle Oblivion from the organization's main computer. Believing that the secret of her birth had to be in Castle Oblivion, Xion ignored her missions and visited the castle. Axel, who had previously learned Xion's true identity through Vexen's research materials, restrained her, but she wouldn't listen to him. She progressed deeper into the castle and finally learned her secret, that she was a replica puppet made to copy the abilities of Keyblade wielders. At that time, Roxas was awaiting the arrival of his best friends at their usual spot on the clock tower. Although Axel arrived late, Xion never showed up. It was the following day that Xion fled Organization 13. Roxas and Axel had been searching everywhere for the escaped Xion. The instant Roxas entered Castle Oblivion, the last place he had yet to search, he was assailed by an extreme headache and left the castle to escape it. The next day, Roxas finally spotted Xion in Twilight Town and tried to persuade her to return to Organization 13, but she pointed her Keyblade at him to express her refusal. Although Roxas was flustered, Axel immediately appeared, captured Xion by force, and took her back to the organization's castle. At that moment in Castle Oblivion, Nomine, who had been restoring Sora's memories that had been scattered during his adventure, was worried because the restoration's progress had stopped. Xion, who was affected by Sora through Roxas, had absorbed not only Sora's ability to use the Keyblade, but also his memories, which made it impossible for him to wake up. Diz needed Sora's power, so he urged Riku to bring Roxas and Xion to Sora, even if he had to do it by force. Meanwhile, Roxas's power had been constantly weakening ever since Xion's return to the organization. After realizing she had absorbed more of his power than necessary, Xion considered what to do to help Roxas and ended up disappearing from the organization's castle again. Xemnas, the leader of Organization 13, took Xion's second escape as an opportunity to reveal the other members the full details of the replica program that exploited Xion. The replica puppet named Xion was created to absorb Sora's memories and abilities which had been scattered in Castle Oblivion. So 
the organization could have a Keyblade wielder under its control. After learning this unbelievable fact, Roxas harbored doubts about his own identity because he had been called an exceptional nobody, just like Xion. Unable to bear it any longer, he pressed Axel about it, but Axel dodged the question and wouldn't give any kind of answer. Roxas snuck away from the Organization 13 in order to confirm who he was. Xion went to visit Naminé in Twilight Town in order to return her own memories to their original owner, Sora. There, Axel appeared. He had received orders to capture Xion. He brought her back not because of the orders, but because he didn't want his best friend to disappear. However, Xion had already made up her mind. The next day, Roxas sat at a loss at Twilight Town's clock tower. Although he'd left the Organization 13, he had nowhere to go. That's when Xion appeared, but her face was no longer that of the girl he knew. Rather, it had transformed into the face of the owner of the power she'd absorbed, Sora. Xion wished to be annihilated, so she chose to challenge Roxas to a fight and be defeated by him. In her final moments, she asked Roxas to free Kingdom Hearts before vanishing into the sky. Xion ceasing to exist meant that everyone would lose all memories related to her. Roxas pulled the fading fragments of his memory to him and headed for the organization's castle to fulfill Xion's last request. The one who stood in his way was Riku, who attempted to capture him in order to get Sora's memories back. Roxas used two keyblades he obtained when he said goodbye to Xion to overwhelm Riku. However, after confirming that Roxas was Sora's nobody, Riku released the power of the darkness lurking within him and defeated Roxas. Diz gave the captured Roxas fabricated memories in a temporary town for him to spend his days in until Sora woke up. Forgetting all the events of the nearly one year he spent in the organization, Roxas woke up in the morning in Twilight Town and ran toward the usual spot where his friends were waiting. There were seven days left in Roxas' summer vacation. Wow. What a story. And that's it, guys. That's the story of Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days. And I don't know about you, but whoa, it gets me every time. I love that trio friendship of Roxas, Axel, and Xion. It's beautiful and sad at the same time. But anyways, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Storytime with the Herd. And thank you for your continued support in this slow-growing podcast. You guys are amazing, and I appreciate every one of you. And I hope you have a wonderful new year. I will see you guys in 2024.
The music in this episode is copyright Square Enix and I am able to use it due to their material usage policy. This episode is not sponsored or endorsed by Square Enix. If you liked what you heard, you can find me on Twitter at AncientMagusX, Twitch at XAncientMagusX, or you can jump into my Discord server. The invite is in the episode description. Thank you all for joining me on this journey and be sure to stay tuned for the next installment.